everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So um, in this episode, which is episode 128, we're going to talk about Mars's entrance into Scorpio, his its home sign. And um, a deep dive, because <clears throat> as it does this, Mars is going is the planet of you know drive and ambition. And um, and so when it is in its home sign, it can accomplish very extraordinary things, um, any planet in its home sign. But we're, there's a, several reasons why uh, this is a particularly important transit at this time. And um, I'm gonna be getting into that and then some of the highlights and what we can look out for. I, uh, before I do that, I just wanna say that um, I'm doing an eclipse webinar on the eclipse season, which is coming up, right? In November 19th, we have our uh, lunar eclipse and then December 12th, we have a solar eclipse. So very, ex I keep saying to 12th, I'm sorry. It's December 4th at 12 degrees. I keep messing it up. All right, Mercury's still sorting things out after it left retrograde, you know? But anyway, so great webinar. It's gonna be Thursday, October 28th from seven to 8.30. Please join us. It's $15 in advance, 18 at the door. So. Um, Great stuff. Um, bring your charts. We'll do a live Q&A if you have any questions, where it appears in your chart and what, what kind of things we can expect. We're going to cover a lot of ground. Uh, you know, past eclipse cycles with Taurus and Scorpio. What are the themes? What are the archetypes? Um, what we can learn from? And then uh, going doing a deep dive into both the lunar and the solar as what's in store for us in terms of uh, growth and movement and change and what needs to fall away. So I'll explain all of that in totally English terms and, um, and we'll have fun. We'll definitely have fun. Um, I also wanna say that um, if you do the uh, webinar, if you sign up for the webinar, I'm going to offer 20% um, off all sessions, the single sessions uh, with the hour or the one and a half to two hour shamanic special. So all of them are on sale um, if you attend the, or even if you can't attend and you just purchase the webinar, you can listen later, we'll, we'll send you the link. So anyway, just to get that out of the way, um, and the information for that is below. So it's you can just um, zip me off an email, irliana at starsoundastrology.com, and I will, um, I'll get you set up. Okay, so um, having said that, um, I also wanna say that I'll probably be starting as, as early as January, um, astrology, you know, beginner's astrology lessons, several people have asked me. And so I'm getting nudged again by the universe <clears throat> through many, many different people. So um, there's that for you too. But I'll, again, you know, send you more info as we get closer to that. Anyway, so on to Mars and Scorpio. So we were saying Mars is the planet of action of um, it's our passion, it's our drive, it, it's about sexuality, it's our life force, it's our vital life force, it's, it's uh, how we drive, you know, what drives us in life, uh, our goals and our ambitions and our leadership and our movement forward, our, you know, it's that planet of action. And it can be raw. <laughs> Mars is also the god of war, right? Aries, you know, in, in, in Roman mythology, is the god of war. So, um, or are we peaceful warriors or are we like nasty warriors, right? The Mars archetype can, can go either way. Well, Mars is now in his home sign of Scorpio. And what does that mean? Well, Mars is very at home in Aries or Scorp and Scorpio. So 
in its ingress every two years about roughly every two years it, it comes it, it comes back into that sign again so um it's been two years here we are again mars and scorpio the reason why this is very important is not just because it's in its domicile i mean hey you know planets do that all the time it's just that this month is eclipse month and we have a, the taurus scorpio axis is now starting to show up after a year and a half of the eclipses being in Gemini and Sagittarius, now they're slowly precessing into the next sign, which is Taurus and Scorpio. So with Mars there, uh, very right there at the center of the action with these eclipses, it's, it's, got, it's carrying more importance. And of course, these eclipses have um, ramifications that filter out over time. And um, and so um, that will all be covered in the eclipse uh, seminar. But just to say, so yes, so the archetypes that we're going to go over today are things that we're going to be really walking with for the next year and a half, almost yeah, little like 18, 19 months. So yay! All right, so here we go. Um, the um, Mars and Scorpio, and I would just say too, it's also happens to be Scorpio season because tomorrow the sun, welcome to Scorpio season, the sun is coming through the sign of Scorpio and Mars is back there as well. So Mars and the sun and Scorpio has a lot of power, a lot of shining that light on deep Mars and Scorpio themes. So um, tomorrow, uh, October 23rd until November 21st, the sun will be traveling through the sign of Scorpio and um, Mars will, won't enter, um, won't enter there until a week from tomorrow. It'll be Saturday, October 30th, right before Halloween. And Mars will stay in the sign of Scorpio until December 13th. So it's going to be there for both lunar and solar eclipses. As we said, that's important. And, um, it won't leave until the day after the solar eclipse. So it's really gonna muscle its way through there and bring around a lot of deep, incredibly intense, transformative experiences. Cause that's what Mars and Scorpio is known for. Mars and its domicile, right? It's like in its home base. It, this is what Mars does best, right? Um, right now, Mars is in, um, in a very, in a, in not its very comfortable place. It's it's um, in exile in Libra. So this is like Rambo staying in a frou-frou Laura Ashley bedroom with ruffles and lace. You know, it's like not an easy place to be like muscly and combative, right? So the last six weeks, Mars has been learning to like take that passion and drive and um, put it inside of a shell of love and compassion and connection, right? So it's like, yeah, we want you to be driven, but but now it's about dr driving, you know, to support the divine feminine, to support harmony and peace and cooperation and agreement. So it's been learning its lessons. And remember the magical Kazemi on uh, Sunday, October 9th? Um, I, um, I, I just, you know, it was very uh, special magical, you know, Mars and Mercury were both, you know, in, in the, with the sun and and so it was like learning to like, hey, here's a new direction we can take, right? Just to reiterate, right? It was about instead of being right and dominating and trying to control and manipulate and attack and be rude, right? It's like learning like, you know, Miss Manners charm school, right? <laughs> it's like, but of course, I'm laughing, but, you know, certainly it's very important right now that we 
take our energy and our drive to support this a kinder, gentler society. That would really be like the best use of the Mars and Libra transit. So now Mars is like taking those lessons and, and Mars is us, right? We, have, we are learning to cultivate, we, we take these lessons moving into the next sign of Scorpio is like saying, okay, we've, we've had this opportunity to see ourselves newly in a, in a more compassionate vein, using our energy and our strength and our vitality to create peace rather than destroy and cut and separate. And now it's back in its home sign. So it's like, okay, Mars, what are you gonna do now? You've had these lessons, now you're in your home sign and you're empowered. So test, are you gonna go back to your old ways? You know, um, this is a place where it's very easy that we could be very like a scorpion, like right, stinging with each other. And that would certainly not, um, is not supportive. That's not what the whole conversation was earlier this month. So it's up to us to take the lessons that we've been learning um, in the last several weeks, which yes, very difficult transits with that, you know, Mars squaring Pluto and, you know, just intense, right? Very deep, emotionally cathartic experiences. Now Mars in its domicile is, you know, let's like, it's about, hey, uh, let's see, you know, um, how powerful can we be um, if we shift ourselves from being right to making right or um, using passion and intensity um, to, um, to create something new and regenerative rather than destructive. So, um, yeah, so Mars is, is um, you know, like I said, in a stem cell, so as after the 30th of October, so we got another week of Mars and Libra. <clears throat> it's going to gain dignity, as we say in ancient astrology. Mars is gaining its dignity. So it's like own base, right? And taking those lessons, using them wisely. Well, the first thing that it's gonna, what's gonna happen, and it's really, uh, it's as it goes through its journey through Scorpio, it's going to make some very intense, um, challenging um, uh, contact with Saturn and with Uranus. It'll be there for the eclipse, like we said. It's going to make a sextile with Pluto, god of the underworld, um, and squaring Jupiter. So I'm going to break these things down. Like, what might we see here, and what? How can we use this wisely? So um, the first, um, really, after it, you know, goes into its domicile around November sixth, perfecting on November tenth. Uh, Mars and Mercury too are both going to square Saturn and Aquarius. So um, Mars and Saturn are the two malefics, right? They they have the least light in all, of all the planets visible to the naked eye in the solar system. Mars and Saturn um, reflect the least light. Mars is the red planet. You know, Saturn's very dull, gray, somber, right? Yeah, it's got those cool rings, but you know, let's face it, it's about coldness and austerity and challenge and aloneness and you know that all that that whole archetype right so mars and saturn the two malefics squaring each other is a difficult it's not easy okay uh, i know certainly medically health speaking mars and saturn are the two main significators in medical astrology when mars rules the head and the neck and um Saturn rules the skeletal system, our spine, our teeth, our bones, our knees, right? So if the Mars, 
Mars and Scorpio squaring, and Scorpio is about the lower the sex sex organs and reproductive organs and that area of the spine, the very lumbar, right, that lower area. So we might be seeing, depending on where it is in your chart and what aspects it makes to your own planets, um, we want to really take good care of ourselves. And I, I would say just be more proactive. Using Mars in a proactive fashion is the best way to use any Mars energy. And squaring with Saturn, uh, this would be um, very staunchly standing for health, right? Now, obviously, what, what's the first thing we think of in the collective challenges with health? pandemic, right? Well, Mars and Mercury, right? Mercury rules the lungs, arms, legs, anything in pairs, but lungs, right? So Mars and Mercury squaring Saturn, challenging, right? We have to stay well, no matter whatever we do, we let's just keep focusing on health, like rigorously, like really like getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, um, this is a very important, um, all of our health regimens, uh, you know, many, many uh, facets to this, not like we're going to get into all that today, but with these challenging transits coming up, at least we know ahead of time, we could be very proactive and um, taking very pronounced, um, powerful efforts to, to deal with this. In terms of the pandemic, we might be seeing some har a harsh reality check, you know, Malheureusement, as they say in French, but hey, it is what it is. Um, it might be that we, who knows, not that we want to create any more of this, right? It's two years. Oh, by the way, the last time Mars entered Scorpio was in November of 2019, which was the first when they believe COVID first um, came about, right? It wasn't really recognized and seen as a thing until December, but it was, it was November where it was first discovered and like all that stuff. So here we are again, right? Two years later. So with that square with and Mercury, there might be some harsh news, you know, very in our face, um, life and death and, and regeneration. Let's not forget that, that that's really the highest use of, of Mars and Scorpio. It's like we can make this drive and this passion to reinvent and regenerate ourselves, to heal and resurrect and reprogram from old stuck patterns and fears and obsessions and such and fear driven, you know, and into empowerment driven. So that's the, the work ahead for us, how we take that on. Um, then Saturday, November 13th to, and perfecting exactly on Wednesday, November 17th, Mars is gonna come into an opposition with Uranus. Uranus has been in the sign of Taurus since May of 2018. It's so easy for me to remember because it was the very, just when Harry and Meghan got married, they have like Uranus, like zero degrees of, you know, so I knew they were gonna be like real change makers, right? Just from that in their, in their wedding chart, right? And certainly they have, they have shown that. So um, Mars, I mean, sorry, um, Uranus in the sign of Taurus, it's about seven to eight years, long time, right? We're only halfway through it now. And Mars is gonna come into an opposition with it. Um, and that's going to be, our, it'll, you'll start feeling it around November 13th and then it'll perfect around Wednesday, November 17th. So what does that look like? Well, this is a very dynamic, an opposition has the energy of Saturn. So it's like, take responsibility, learn to integrate two things, our passion and our drive 
and it's a passion and a drive to change stuck old habits, old, maybe old ways of feeling worth our worthiness and our self-esteem and our talents and our resources and see them in a new light um, and engage and see how can we marry these two, you know, how one in an opposition, one planet gets expressed at the, at the, um, at the, uh, expense of another so it's like that seesaw it's like whoa you don't want to get too high on this one hey, get this so you don't want to be like radically like throwing out the baby with the bathwater. but on the other hand you don't want to be like so controlling that you can't let go so it's this it's going to ch challenge us what needs to die you know what needs what way of being needs to die so that we could feel liberated you could say with a mars uranus opposition in in taurus and scorpio I'm going to definitely get deeper into this in the eclipse webinar, um, these, these archetypes, but, um, and then, you know, how they're going to play out in the collective. It's, you know, I've been finding some really fascinating examples, so we're going to have a great time. So I hope you can join us. Um, anyway, they, um, so that's going to be the opposition with Uranus, uh, new ways of relating to others with, you know, think about Taurus, Uranus and Taurus, you know, Uranus is, in, Uranus is in Venus's house. So it's about our values and our love and our connections and new, new, exciting, innovative ways, breaking out of uh, old patterns and coming into ourselves authentically with in relationship, breaking apart um, old stuck patterns and where we might be, have been rebellious perhaps, um, or needing to rebel against, uh, old um, stubborn patterns, I would say. Um, that opposition is gonna happen right uh, right before the lunar eclipse. It's, uh, it's like one degree past the lunar eclipse. So um, it is going to be, it's, it's not, ex it's just one degree past the exact opposition when the eclipse happens, but it's still prominent, right? And so that's gonna be a big theme for the next year and a half, this Mars, because it's so present for the lunar eclipse, that energy is gonna be resonating for quite some time. Um, so anyway, we move on to November 19th, which is the lunar eclipse. Mars is in a stellium. A stellium is a group of two, I mean, sorry, three or more planets in the same sign. So um, we have a stellium in Scorpio, Mars and the sun, and is it uh, Jupiter? Wait a minute, sorry. Um, uh, Mercury, Mars, Mercury, and the sun. So that is, again, some powerful, deeply powerful, uh, intensive, transformative communications and um, ideas and beliefs that um, can really can be a, a very emotionally charged, right? And it might be calling up our deepest fears of survival and control and being obsessive or jealous and hanging on. And it's like, this is an opportunity to transform that. Um, then we have on, um, on uh, November uh, 29th, we have uh, Mars is going to be moving into a trine, which is a very favorable, easy aspect with Neptune and Pisces. It's interesting because that's the day that the Gillen Maxwell trial is they're supposed to have opening statements. They're starting the um, the jury questioning stuff is on uh, November 4th. And then by November 29th is when uh, they'll start, I guess that's what it's planned for right now. I don't know if it'll change, but 
anyway, if they do have it there, it's very interesting because Mars is in, is in a trine with Neptune. So again, Mars and Scorpio, there's this, you know, on the shadow side, Mars and Scorpio write sexual crimes, right? Let's just get right to the point. Um, sexual transgressions, uh, power plays, sexual manipulative power plays in a trine with Neptune. So it can be showing and kind of cutting, right? Mars is like rules and eyes, right? It's like cutting open or piercing that Neptunian veil of secrecy around all of these deceptive, fraudulent um, activities. So that could be very interesting. I know, you know, Mars and Scorpio is a lot of drama, right? And I, I was reading that the the uh, the the, uh, the judge was allowing, you know, a, a, a pool of reporters, and there's even going to be live feed and an overflow for the public to attend, and in an overflow room in the courtroom. So I'm, I'm reading that, going, oh yeah, oh God, you know, there's a Mars and there's a Sun and Scorpio, and they're going to shine the light on all this nasty, nasty stuff. Indeed. All right. So that is, um, so that's November 29th. And then um, December 6th, Mars is going to be in a sextile, which means it's a, it's a favorable, easy aspect. It has the energy of Venus. So Mars is going to be a sextile with Pluto and Capricorn. Well, Pluto, again, Lord of the underworld, Capricorn, those in power, the billionaires, the power elite. So Mars in that sextile, very interesting, could be, you know, I'm sure we're going to be hearing more from uh, these, these, or that might be exposed certainly in this trial, like people in power. And we've already read that Prince Andrew was, I don't know, he was, he's got his lawyers trying to deal with the, you know, the woman what was her name, Virginia Jeffrey, uh, you know, from, from years ago, you remember seeing those pictures of her when she was a minor and all that scandal. And uh, so this could be again, um, you know, bringing, um, bringing a, a forward movement in terms of helping to um, heal society and heal our collective from this, these kinds of um, dark, dark shadow part of Mars and transformative, right? I always think of Scorpio as like the shamanic, it's like the shamanic sign to me. It's, it's about the shaman that goes into the underworld and he, um, he or she uh, goes and faces death themselves in order to reprogram and, um, the, you know, like the poison becomes the medicine. That's a very Scorpio thing, right? Regeneration from toxicity. Once that's, that shaman has created that and, and has experienced that, then they turn around and they give it away. You know, they're there to be in service to help others through that underworld. And I think of like people on like ayahuasca journeys, for example, you know, Mars and Scorpio might be a, if you're into that or you're, feeling drawn to that, that, that would be a very deep underworld cathartic experience. Um, also, um, I would say too, with um, uh, like something like tantric sexuality, you know, with what is Tantra it means weaving, right? So you we're weaving all these disparate parts of ourselves and, and also perhaps, you know, with another, but going into these other higher dimensions of, of, of deeply cosmic communion. You know, that's that's the Scorpio way, right? No water cooler talk for a Scorpio. They don't want to hear about it, right? <laughs> it's like, talk to me deep or don't talk to me at all. So with Mars in the sign of Scorpio, these kinds of transcendent topics might be we might be very driven to investigate and study and uh, and experience these 
these uh, deeply transformative states. And, and in order to do that, of course, we it's not jolly. It's like we have to face our fears and and uh, go beyond. And you know, it's not that whole notion of transcendence that comes up with with a uh, a Mars and Scorpio uh, and Sun and Scorpio transit. Um, December eighth is going to be Mars will square Jupiter in Aquarius. And you know, I have to say, Jupiter foreign travel, long distance travel, Aquarius, the shutdown, right? It's been, it's been there since last December. And of course, that's what we saw, uh, a, a whole lot of that. And um, with Mars squaring, um, it could be that, you know, and, and Scorpio and uh, Mars rules inflammation and infections as well in medical astrology. So that, we, you know, you could read that as, um, you know, these, these um, illnesses and such, hampering the ability to because it's an overcoming it's coming over it's got like the upper hand you know in the it's overcoming uh scorpio overcoming aquarius so having the upper hand there saying okay you know these things are going to be um difficult to work out in terms of traveling and unfortunately that's you know right in the beginning of the holiday season so we might have to invent new ways of of connection and um, again, you know, just good old Zoom, right? Um, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't really see this as being extremely, uh, you know, it's not like, it's just not over yet. You know, there's a, this is deep process. And I think we also have to look, the universe wants us to look really deeply at this, this whole COVID thing. It's not just about, oh, there's this disease and oh, I get sick or I don't get sick and you know, these people catch it. It's like, we have to look at the archetype. What does that represent? This is about a deep break with nature. What happened when they shut down Venice, when the quarantine first happened? Two weeks later, dolphins were swimming in the Grand Canal. If you've ever seen the Grand Canal, it is dirty. It is a, it's like a freaking sewer, that water, right? It's like, ew, you don't want to stick a toe in it. Well, it was not only clean, but the dolphins were like swimming there. So I, that's a sign, you know, they got those big giant cruise ships weren't, of course they were all parked. And it's like saying, look, is, is when, when you shut down all of those let go of, of our comfort zone and all the things that we've been unconsciously, you know, participating in our society as it is, then what happens? Nature starts to come around again. Very interesting. But anyway, that's just one example. I, I just really like the fact that the dolphins were really teaching us something there with, um, and so, you know, I just have to say that, that yeah, it, it's, we have to go deep with this and we have to look at what does it mean collectively as, as an archetype um, to, um, to be so divorced from nature and, and that, you know, the, the, the dolphins should probably be there all the time, right? I guess maybe in the age before the industrial revolution, they were there all the time because why would they just show up there? I think they were really, you know, Venice is one of the most, um, or maybe the most, touristed place on earth, you know, in terms of cities. <clears throat> and so it's, it's definitely a message. Anyway, so that's December 8th. And then let us see, is that, um, did I have, did I contract everything? Where's my other page? Oh no, my Mercury in Virgo is flipping out. Ah. 
Uh, hold on, let me see. Just a second. Okay, I'm back. Um, I think what I'll do, I'll finish up just by talking about the uh, more deeply about the Mars and Scorpio archetype. So I, here's my little juicy little keywords. Um, so just let's break this down. Scorpio is a water sign. It's a fixed water sign, right? So fixed water. Um, the um, as we are saying, you know, <laughs> I always say bottom line with Scorpio, life, death, sex, and taxes. You know, it's like it's all it's all Scorpio, right? Um, the the resources that we share with others. So on a three D level, that could be other people's money, right? The resources of others, like investors or wills, estates, tr trusts, inheritances, annuities, you know, investors' money, cap, you know, venture capital, right? That's all, that's all Scorpio stuff. Taurus would be personal finances. Um, so the, um, I, I look at it as, you know, the, the light and the shadow. So light is, you know, transformation, regeneration, reprogramming. That's the high use of Scorpio, right? And if you think about the Scorpio, the, the, in the sign of Scorpio has two signs. One is the scorpion, who, what do they do? They dig down inside the earth, right? They don't like to be seen. Scorpios are very secretive, if you know any Scorpios, right? Secretive and hidden, very willful though. And if you piss off a scorpion, what do they do? Sting, right? They got that stink, that tail that just sticks it to you. Uh, yes, not very pleasant, <laughs> but like we have to look at the other side of it. Well. The medicine is the poison becomes the medicine. Um, the shadow of um, so you know death, life, sex, death, passion, drive, intuitiveness, uh, reprogramming, regeneration, researching. Your you know the Scorpio archetype is about probing, probing the depths of the unconscious, um, the the underworld, like like I said, the shamanic process. Uh, the deep primal mysteries of the universe, very complex sign. If you know any Scorpios, you know, they're typically very complex people, very, you know, pulled into themselves. Um, are, so, and, you know, in terms of sex, well, steamy sexual magnetism, right? That's all part of the archetype. It's, you know, maybe um, connection with subjects that are taboo or mysterious or secretive or intense, intuitive psychic processes. That's all very scorpionic, very instinctive, um, enormous willpower, right? It's like win at all costs, you know, that would be a, <laughs> that would not be the highest, you know, win at all costs from me, me, me is, is a shadow expression of that, but um, take no prisoners, you know, this Machiavellian kind of mindset, um, fight to the death, you know, that, that would be like a, like a scorpion, you know, it's just like, I think I read somewhere that when Scorpios mate, is it Scorpios that mate? That they um, they mate and then is it the female stabs the male to death with, or they fight to the death. It's just something really gnarly, but anyway. Um, but again, it's like that sex and death intertwined, right? What is sex? The sexual, the orgasmic release, the release of the ego and the complete merging with no mind, right? And the, the ego death. Uh, let's see who was, um, oh, so oh, uh, I was saying the scorpion is one sign, the eagle is the other. So the eagle ascension, it's, our, it's on our 
US currency, right? The eagle is the symbol of our, our country, right? The great seal of the United States, the eagle. So this is about you know, transforming ourselves and literally <laughs> flying. <clears throat> um, are we gonna be a viper or are we gonna be an eagle? You, that's one question we might ask ourselves as we move into Scorpio season and certainly with Mars there as well. <clears throat> um, famous people who had uh, Scorpio, uh, Mars and Scorpio. Well, um, on the dark side, Yosef Stalin killed what, 40 million people? They don't even know how many, 20 to 40 million people during World War II. Hmm, Mars and Scorpio, bad use of it. Uh, but hey, there it was. Uh, Marilyn Manson, who is now under, he, there's some sexual abuse lawsuit. Uh, he is Mars and Scorpio. Well, there again, you know, there it is playing out very intensely. And um, so those are two people um, that were, have been using, did use and have used it in that dark way. But on the other hand, you have Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi had Mars and Scorpio. So he, you know, he was like, I did, he had a talk about a will to transform, right? And to overthrow oppression and the control of the British government. Um, and, you know, he, and he wasn't, you know, he took, take no prisoners, right? Um, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey has Mars and Scorpio. So, yay. See, these are, these are examples of what we can do with our, when we direct our drive and our will to transform lives and society. I thought it was interesting that the, um, I also read that Dustin Hoffman and Anne Bancroft um, both have Mars and Scorpio. And if you are a fan of old, you know, 60s movies, that classic movie, The Graduate, if you're a millennial and you've never heard of The Graduate, go rent it on Netflix. It's brilliant. It was like the swan song of the 1960s. Dust, a very young, like 20 year old Dustin Hoffman. I don't know if he won an Oscar or definitely Oscar nominated and maybe Anne Bancroft did, but you know, he's the college student who's feeling disaffected and he's, what's it all about? This is not my, my values of, you know, the parents that want him to do the corporate life. And then he has an affair with um, his, a, a, an, a family friend's mother, Mrs. Robinson, right? And so there it is. They both, great acting choice, right? Uh, brilliant. Uh, and they both uh, had that steamy affair and learned things about themselves. And it was a very, very intensely driven, uh, character-driven, wonderful character-driven film. And so there, there is the, um, the classic, you know, <laughs> examples of Mars and Scorpio. So I hope that has helped you a bit. And um, as, as we move through and we can see these uh, archetypes at play in our own lives and out there in the collective. So I hope this is useful to you. And again, if you have any, any questions, just, just uh, I'd love to hear how you're doing and, and what are you up to? What would, how would you like to use this intensely purifying transformative energy of Mars and Scorpio? Just let me know. You can leave your comments below or just send me an email, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on the next uh, edition or a, hey, you know, come join us Thursday at uh, seven live or catch the recording at the, uh, the eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio. So yay. Thank you all for listening so much. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day and many, many blessings. Namaste. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Yay. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs>